0: What we're going to do is we're going to look at uh, the fourth candle, the fourth candle uh, being the angel's candle. And, and as uh, Dan said, the angel candle, a- angel's candle, it reminds us of uh, the hope that was fulfilled at the first coming. But it doesn't stop there. It's also uh, it's the continued hope in which we have for the second coming. Now anytime we talk about hope, I think it's important to, to define um, what the Bible means when it says, or talks about, or uses that word, hope. Hope in which the Bible says' is not something that it is, well, um, that we're unassured that there's something where something may or may not happen. It's an assurance of that which will take place. It's an assurance of something that, that, that um, because God said it. It will come to fruition. It will come, uh, it will come to play. Now, uh, as I was thinking about, like, how, how can we best display on a very rudimentary level, how can we best display hope? And, and this crazy, crazy practice came into my head. And I'll, I want you all to, to help participate in this because you all are going to get lively today, all right? So everybody stand up, please, please. Please stand up. I shouldn't say, stand up! If you love Jesus, you'll stand up. All right? Everybody sit down. Thank you for that demonstration. (laughs) Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. Right, okay. Some of you are a little slower than others, but did anybody, when they did that practice, have any inclination that went through their head that I hope this chair is going to going to uh, hold me up when I sit back down no but you had a hope that when you sat back down it was going to be there right even when you weren't aware of it did you feel if, if the chair was going to be there did you feel like oh, I don't really feel like sitting back down I don't feel like this chair is good it, it, regardless of your feelings and please as a side note I'm not saying feelings are are, are bad I know that that's a big contention with people with me because they think that I care nothing about feelings. But that's not true. What I want us to understand is just because we don't feel, and I'm, my wife will tell you, and this is going to be crazy for some of you to, 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 to kind of wrap your head around. I am the most emotional person you probably will ever meet in your life. <laughs> Seriously. So I have two ladies up here that know me better than anyone My wife and my secretary, right? I am the most emotional person that you ever meet in your life I have highs and lows, but I have a tendency to mask them very well so, but, so when I talk about feelings, it's not because I don't have them It's because I don't want to be controlled by them I want to be controlled by the hope in which I have So I'm not. please don't hear me that I'm not negating feelings Feelings are important. Why? Because God gave them to us but something that trumps feelings is the hope in which we have. So that's what, like, that, that little practice in which we did where we stand up, sit down, fight, 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 th- there was no feeling that was involved with that. There was a, a, a truth, a foundation that was been laid, and there's a, a nice fluffy chair so your butt can sit on it, right? And you stood up, and then when you sit, sit down, no one thought about that. Well, I, I want, and I think that that is important for us in, in some sense, so please don't hear me that we have to be mindless Christians. That's not what I'm implying here. But we have to be so solid and so bought into the hope in which we have that it's something that we just do. It's not something we have to think about. Did anybody think about how you were going to sit down? No, you just, you just plop down, right? You tush it to the chair, and it was like, ah, oh, this is nice. It'd been great if we had like wooden pews. You'd be like, wham, hit your butt on the pew. But no, it's, it, it, there, was, there was no thought. It was just, I, I had an assurance that that would be there. So I, I think about that, and I look at what it is that we're going to be talking about today and hope. So we have to define hope as the Bible, as the Bible states it of the assurance of things that are to come. Or how about this, the assurance of things that God has said. I mean, that's the easiest way in which I think I can wrap my head around this. If you have a Bible, turn to Romans chapter 15. Because what I want to do is, I've got three things I want to, I want to communicate with you today, but we're probably only going to get through one. So we'll just see how, um, how things roll. But... I, I, I want to talk about the source of hope, I want to talk about developing hope, and I want to talk about sharing hope. Those are the three things that I, I think that are important, but if we only get to um, through one, or maybe even two, the, the source of hope and developing that hope, um, I, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be good with that. But I, I think that it, it, it's, it, it's worth noting that, and, and I don't want to assume, uh, because uh, we know what happens when we assume, Right? You know, I can't say bad words in church. I get—I'm not asking you to say bad words in church, but you know what happens? It makes something out of you and something out of me, right? When we assume, and I don't want to ever assume that—that—that that, that, that when I talk about hope, that the the, the, the source is all the same. I, I I hope that the source is all the same, but I want to just let's just lay everything on the table and let's just look at where is our source of hope. Look at uh, Romans chapter 15. <clears throat> Romans chapter 15, uh, verse 8. Paul writes, uh, For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confer- confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. So who are the patriarchs? Just think uh, of um, the, the Old Testament, early, the, the early fathers of the faith. Um, think of Abraham, Isaac, uh, and, and, and Jacob. Think of Joseph. Think of, think of all of those. That, think of David. Think of those that God promised or gave a promise to that, that transfers over to us, not, uh, us now. So it says here, Therefore I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises. First week we talked about promises, right? Promises given to the patriarchs. And in order that the Gentiles, I, I, I just I know this is not what, the, what it says, but let's just put in there Americans, right? So, so you understand that when, when it's talking about Gentiles, it's talking about anyone that is not ethnically Jewish. So that would be us, right? In order that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy, as it is written... Therefore I will praise you among the gentiles and sing your name or sing to your name. Again it says rejoice o gentiles with his with his people. And again praise the Lord all you gentiles let all the people extol him. And again Isaiah says the root of Jesse will come even he who arises to the rule or to rule the gentiles. In him will the gentiles have hope. Remember last week we talked about the all all people the angels, when they, when they came, and it says that uh, I've come to give good news of great joy to all people. That all people that was included in that was the Gentiles here. Something that was communicated through, um, throughout the, the, the whole Old Testament, but something that the Jewish people never picked up on. Their, their eyes were kind of blinded to it. So what we have here is, is Paul is reminding this church, this church that's in, in Rome, that's made up of uh, Jewish people and Gentile people. And at this point in, 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 um, in history, what has happened is there's been a, a, a great uh, persecution of the Jewish people uh, prior to the, 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 the Christians. But um, the emperor uh, ran all the Jews out of, um, out of Rome, and they're coming back now. So there's more Gentiles in the church than there are Jews in in the church here. And what's happening is there's a little bit of of, of strife that that has taken place inside the church at Rome. There there are things that, that, well, this person wants to do this and this person wants to do this. Well, the Jewish people want to do this and the Gentile people want to do this. And they're trying to figure out how to be unified in the body. I, I don't think that that's a problem with us today. Everybody gets along, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. That's a good answer. (laughs) But understanding that this is something that has been going on in the church for a long, long time. And what Paul is saying here is he's saying the same Jesus that is the Savior of the Jews is the same Jesus that is the Savior of the Gentiles. And in Jesus we have hope. And in that hope is where we're to rest. Just like you rested your tushies on the chairs, right? You're resting in some of you are resting too much and your eyes are starting to close. But Chill out. Switch, Switch up, right. Or, or your butt's becoming numb, so take your wallet out and go to the other side. But look what it says. It goes on. Verse 13, and this is, this is huge. Because after he's, he's talking about praising God uh, and the praise that's among the Gentiles and, and among his people and how there's going to be one people, Jews and Gentiles, it says this, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. I, I love this because it says, May the God of hope, and then at the end of it it says that we, uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can abound in hope. The same God that is the God of hope is the same God that is going to empower us in hope. You, you see that there? When we see, when we look, also, remember going back to that thought about feelings and stuff like this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Those are feelings, right? Those are emotions. It's okay. And it's saying here that God is the one, it's the God of hope is to fill us with this. Now, think about the all joy and all peace. This is God's joy and God's peace. This is not getting everything you want. Because I, I, I think that, that too often we, when we pray, we, we, we ask God for everything that we want instead of that in which we, in which we need. Because we, we have this tendency to say, well, I know what's best for me. Well, the fact of the matter is, we, we, we really stink at knowing what's best for us. I mean, I, I'm, me, me, me too. I'll begin the me too movement, right? Me too, because I I think that, man, I really, I've really got to do this, or I really have to have that. And then when I get this or that, I find, wow, that wasn't as what I thought it was going to be. But I I prayed for for it, and and God God gave it to me. So God must want me to have it. Now I believe, and and we're going to talk about this in next month. I believe sometimes God answers prayers just to show how dumb we are. Those of you who are not laughing, you're like, wait a second, that hurt my feeling. Right? Well, you're, but sometimes we pray for the craziest things. And what we're, what we're doing is we're, we're forgetting the hope in which we have. Now, is it good to pray for everything? Absolutely. He says bring all of our requests, all of our prayers to Him. Why? Because He cares for us. He, loves for us. he loves us. But what we have to keep in mind is the hope in which we have. So, so what I want us to do here is... So I said the, the, the hope is the assurance of things that, that, that are going to happen. The assurance of things that God said. So making sure that God is our source of hope is paramount. I, I, uh, last year I read this, this little snippet to you, and I'll, I'll read it to you again. I, I like this. It's a, it was a speech... As somebody wrote, it says this. It's easy to feel hopeful on a beautiful day like today. But there will be dark days ahead of us too. And there will be days where you feel all alone. And that's when hope is needed most. Keep it alive. No matter how buried it gets or how lost you feel, you must promise that you will hold on to the hope and keep it alive. People need that. In those words, we said, like, oh man, whoever wrote that must have been just right at the feet of Jesus. No, that was an excerpt from Spider Man. It, it was at a graduation ceremony. When that, but even those, even those who, are, who do not have a, a relationship with God, they still understand that there is a need for hope. And when we understand that there's a need for hope, but even going a little bit further, that, that source of hope is founded in God, that's where we can understand that hope sustains. Now, as we read this and we see that it says the God of hope, we can clearly identify I don't think that anybody here, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to understand what Paul is saying here. He's saying here that God is what? The God of hope. So he's saying he is the center, he is the foundation, he is the source of hope. Any hope that is not any any other source of hope that is not God will fail us. Whatever it may be, and that comes down to the difference between a truth and a lie. I want to I want to take it even even further here, because um, let's talk about water. You know, people would say, you know, I, I, I need water, right? We would all, would all agree that we need water. Water is good for our bodies, right? We're like 80-some percent water, so we could be dehydrated without water. I'm, I'm not a biology person, but I'm, just, I'm guessing that it's like 80-something. Anybody tell me, anyway? 76? Hey. I'm an optimist, so I round up, so... Uh, right, so it, a large portion of, his wa- of us is, is made up of water. So we need we need that water. Well, will any water do? Well, no, I don't. I don't think so, because I'm thinking about some some cool, clear water that when I'm so thirsty that I just want to just lap up. But I don't want to do it like the dog does out of the toilet. It might be cool and it might be clear. But that water that's in the toilet is not the best water for you. Some of you are like, why didn't I told that when I was a kid? (laughs) I don't know. But I'm telling you now, that's not the water. Even though it is cool, even though it is clear, even though it will quench your thirst at that time. But the consequences that come along with it may be adverse. Right? So so think about it. If the, the source of that water is important... We, what we want, instead of toilet water, let's drink bottled water. Better? Right? So we, we don't have to, to worry about what's in that, if I'm going to, to get some crazy disease because of what was already in that messy toilet or whatever. And now maybe that's a stretch. And some are like, well, you can't, you can't compare hope in God to a toilet. No, but if your hope is in anything other than God... It's as if you are drinking out of a spiritual toilet, because it may be satisfying in the moment, but the long-term consequences are going to jack you up. So, trusted source is important when we're talking about our, our source of hope, and, and God is trusted. I, I I love the the thought that, and I don't have it all figured out. So so don't don't try to. You know, stump me theologically with this, because you probably do it very easily. But when I'm thinking about a trusted source, I think about the law of God, God's law. God said there are certain things that we need to do, and there are certain things that we don't need to do. Now, God is not the God, He, he wants us just to uh, obey those laws, just for the sake of obeying them. No, I, I, I know that the Bible is clear in communicating that God gives us those laws so that we have a freedom and parameters in which to live in. So, I'm thinking, as I think about hope and I think about the source of hope and I think about God, I think about laws because laws govern us, right? If I were to go to the edge of the stage and step off, even if I don't feel like the laws of gravity are are, 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 um, good, or how about they're just not, they just don't benefit me at this point. The laws of gravity just don't give me that warm, fuzzy feeling, or the laws of gravity, um, they don't know my situation. Regardless of the laws of gravity, if I step off here, I'm going to go down, right? Or, or if I jump, well, what will happen? Will you catch me? <laughs> we'll see the deceived part, right? But the law is, is there, and, and if I take a step out and, and I defy these laws, and then I say, well, where was the law of gravity when, when I needed it to most? Well, you disobeyed the law of gravity, Right? <laughs> In the same sense, when when, when God says, do this and don't do that, and then we we step off and we do exactly what what, what we know that that God doesn't want us to do, it doesn't mean mean that that our hope is any less. I think that it's even greater. I had a a, a, a conversation I had to have with my son that I've had to have before that, that, son, I love you. And, you know, I discipline you because I love you. If I didn't discipline you, I wouldn't love you. And I told him, and I wasn't trying to get all spiritual and everything, but the Bible says that God disciplines those whom He loves. Well, when he, God disciplines us, it's not so He can be like, yeah, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. No, discipline is so we can come into closer relationship with God. Just like I was talking to Gabe, and I, and I told him, I said, Gabe, you have something that, that no other dude, and I, I said, dude, because it's, you know, he, he's not a man, he's a boy, but so to encompass all males, I said, brother? I didn't say brother, I, wouldn't, I don't think I ever said to him. I said, I said, all right, you have something, there's something about you that no other dude has on this earth. I said, you are, are, are the dude, don't take any offense, dad, You'd think the same thing. Well, I don't know because you have two. But anywho, I said to him, I said, Gabe, you are the dude that I love more than any other dude on this earth. There is something special about you. And if there's something so special about you, when you do something to, to cause a little bit of a riff in our relationship, it hurts even more. So when I discipline you, it's because I, I want to be close to you because I love you more than any other dude that walks around on this earth. So I want you to be close. And w- w- I've said in the, in, in the past, it's, it's not the, the, uh, the, the magnitude of the offense, it's the proximity of the offender, right? It's a closeness of somebody who, who is near to you that, 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 that hurts you. Well, and, and what happens is when we uh, uh, disobey God's law and, and when we don't, um, uh, are, are not founded in, in Him as being the source of our hope, what, what happens is we get drawn to other things. And when we get drawn to other things and, and we live uh, in, in ways that are not pleasing to, to God and we do sinful things, we're being drawn away from Him. And the fact of the matter is, if He loves us, He'll discipline us so that we can come close back to, to Him. So we can understand that He is the center. He is the hope in which we have. So that when we sit down, proverbially, we sit down, we can rest in Him. I, 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 I don't know how many of you, I mean, we were like 15, 20 minutes into to, uh, our, our time together, and did anybody think about them sitting in your, in, in, in your, in your seat? Until I just said something? you're still resting in that hope of that chair, right? That's the same thing. When we rest in the Lord as a source of our hope, sometimes it's not that, that we have to be running around waving the banner of, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But we have, what we have to do is our lives are settled. And I love how Paul says that he's, he, I've learned to be content in all things. Sometimes we need to just settle in. So when, when, not if, but when the stupid stuff of life happens, when you are an idiot and do something dumb, that you're not just thrown all around and, oh, my life is just all turned upside down. No, you did something stupid. But if your, your hope is in God, your foundation is still there. Your foundation is unshaken, or should be, or should be unshaken. But if we find ourselves like trying to figure out, well, where's God in all this, and and we're questioning our, our, the the foundation of our hope, well, instead of worrying about seven steps to success or whatever, we got to go all the way back to the the very primary point. And the primary point is where is your source of hope? Are you reading and believing what what, what Paul says here that the that God is the God of hope, and he says that. As he is the God of hope, he, he, he fills you with all joy and peace in believing. So, so, so believing, that's an action that, that takes place. So the, the, the God of hope, he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So think about entrusting in him. Trusting in God, trusting in, in, in the finished work of Jesus is not a one and done. It's not a one and done. It's not, the, the, I mean, there, there's a reason why we're, we're lighting candles and we have the, the, the manger here with, I don't think that Jesus had these, but little clips. Make, oh, these are probably, these are like diaper clips, right? Man, oh man, we'll get you. But understanding that, that, that this season is about believing. It's about trusting that God did and God is doing and God will do. It's about understanding that that, that we have participation in this. So so believing in God, believing in Jesus, putting our faith in him is not a, like I said, not a one and done. Yep, I believe in Jesus. He he died on the cross to save me for my sins. Uh, He rose on the third day. And uh, all right, can you pass the mashed potatoes? That that's that's not the Christian life. That's not living in, in, in a hope that is sourced in God. That, that, is, that, that is like moving beyond. It's almost as if you're, you're looking at, at uh, as, as the gospel is like, okay, that's the rocket ship, take me to heaven, and that's, that's it. No, the gospel, the good news that the angels proclaimed, is the fuel that fuels the plane. The plane is what, what we're on in our Christian life. And we don't want to run out of fuel so we have to be continually understanding that we need to be continually living in the truth of the Gospel. We have to be continually sourced by the hope. The hope here that, 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 that Paul talks about is in, in God and Him alone. If hope is placed anywhere else. Anywhere else. And, and we talked in, in Sunday school, it's kind of cool that, that this is where we're at too, but um, if hope is placed anywhere but in Christ, that hope is futile and it will disappoint. Not might, eventually it will disappoint. If we put our hope in our spouse, if we put our hope in our kids, if we put our hope in our jobs, if we put our hope in our hobby, if we put our hope in our whatever, if our hope is not sourced in God, It's going to. It is going to get to a point that all the worship in which you are giving said object or said person or whatever, it's going to fail under the weight of that burden, because none can bear the burden of worship as God can. God is the one that is the only. uh, He's got the only big enough shoulders to do that. Where's where, where, where if if we was like well I got pretty broad shoulders I can take that I I can discern what's good yeah but your head gets in the way right God is the only one worthy of 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 of, of, uh, of worship and and when we and, and and please don't hear me don't hear me say this like any of those things that I said were bad like well kids yeah I don't know maybe you know it depends come on now people. Oh, you can't talk about your kid, or my kids that way. Fine, I'll talk about my kids. They're heathens, right? So I know, so are yours, right? We pray for them all. So, so, but if we put our, 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 our hope in any of, of those things, it, those things are not bad. Our kids, our wife, our job, our hobby. I'm not saying in and of themselves they're, they're bad. It, I'm just saying they cannot bear that weight. They cannot be the hope because they will let us down eventually. That's all, that's, that's all I'm saying. So, so understand that. I mean, um, we, we, we can look even way back in the beginning of the Bible that, that God is our source. It says, In the beginning, God, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So it all started with God. He is the source of, of all hope. Now, I, I, I alluded to this, but I think it's important to, 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 to say this again. That no matter what life throws at you, you can, uh, you can abound in your hope, if your hope is rooted and grounded in God, in Jesus Christ. We can abound. That's a word we don't really use too often. How about that you can um, be very fruitful? That you you can be, um, uh, what would be another another word? Uh, Very um, effective. Um, I was going to say flamboyant, but that kind of has some negative overtones to it. You can you you can be um, much endowed, right? We use that word all the time, right? Endowed. You will this week. That's my challenge. Use endowed in a sentence this week. And uh, <laughs> that's doubt, buddy. Uh, <laughs> leave it to Bobby. But understand this: no, that no matter what life throws at you, it, it, that we can abound in hope. Why can? Why? Why can we abound in hope if our hope is in Jesus? I'm glad you asked. Because the Bible gives us the answer. Look at 15 Romans 15, 13, last part. So that, if you're ever reading and, and you see those, those, those words there, it kind of referred back to what was said and then look to see how this is connecting to what is going to be said. So we're talking about hope and being filled with joy and peace and believing. So that, by the power... Of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that power is the same root uh, where we get like dynamite. It's dynamus. So, so, by that power, don't think of explosive power. It's not, and that's why I say it's not an explosive one time meaning. It, 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 it's, it's a power that is impactful, it, it, it causes great change. If you held a, a stick of dynamite in your hand and you lit it and you held on to it, it would cause great change, right? Yeah. You got to throw it. Are you going to stand there talking or are you going to fish? Right? Some of you got that, some of you didn't. That's right. I didn't, know, I didn't get the whole Facebook whatever that Dan said, so I had to get in something there. But, but it will has, it has, have great effectiveness. So so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, is it your power? Is it my power? No, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. What The power of the Holy Spirit that you may abound in hope. There's something that we're given when we we put our faith and our trust into what Jesus has done. And that something is not a something, it's a someone. The Holy Spirit comes to, to dwell inside of us. So when we're thinking, I ain't got no hope, I ain't got no, I can't do, you're absolutely right, you can't. You're not designed to. But the one who resides inside of you Paul says earlier in Romans that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same that dwells inside you if you're a believer. Now, does everybody have the spirit? No, because not everybody's a believer in Jesus Christ. But every believer in Jesus Christ has the spirit. And the spirit is, 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 is as, as John says, the, 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 the paraclete, the, the advocate, the comforter, the helper. So when we get overwhelmed, I can't do this, you're right. But that's the, those are the times we have to, to press in and say, okay, God, I, I, my hope is in You. I can't do this, but You said by the power of the Holy Spirit that I may abound in hope. Even when things seem like they're, they're, they're desperate and, and it's, it, 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 things aren't going your way or, or things are, are just uh, going to hell in a handbasket or, or you get this diagnosis or that or you lose this job, whatever. God, I don't know what to do. We talked in, in the, the forge today, like... The valley, when you're in the valley, when when David talks about even though I I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, well, he says, I fear no evil. Why? Because his hope is in God. His source of everything that he has is in the one who created everything. So we we understand that that, that, that the Holy Spirit is the one that that works inside of us. And I love how John says that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Because the world is a wicked place. Do we live in the world? Yes, we live in the world. I almost did the law of gravity right in front of you guys. (laughs) Do we live in the world? Absolutely, we live in the world. Does the the world um, affect us and have influence? Absolutely, it does. But John tells us that, that even the greatest influence in the world is nothing compared to what is inside or who it is that's inside of us. How, how, how do I do that? How do I trust in the Holy Spirit to, to work in my life just like I'm trusting in this seat that I'm not even thinking about right now as I'm sitting in it? Anybody else? Anybody sit? See, you're still not thinking about sitting there, right? You're still resting in that hope of that chair. The Holy Spirit is always there with us. The Holy Spirit, it, 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 He's continually working inside of us. Paul says, I think it's in Philippians, that he who started, or, yeah, started a good work in you will see it through to completion. Even if you fight, even if I fight, even if we are fighting against the Spirit of God that's residing inside of us, He is going to complete us. It may take 20 years. But maybe you'll wise up. We will wise up. I will wise up in a certain area and say, I'm done fighting. I'm, man, I can't do I, I I think I've got everything under control. I ain't got nothing under control. God, I'm just going to put all my hope in you. I love that song it by David Crowder All My Hopes in Jesus. Love that, love that song. Because, I mean, you, you can be the smartest guy or gal in, in the world, but if, if everything is dependent upon your abilities, your network, your whatever you can put in there, I don't know. If every, everything is dependent upon that, what, what happens when one of those things fail? Does your life crumble? But if all your hope is in Jesus and what he has already done and the promises in which he has made... If, if that's where your, your hope is, your life, when things happen, you can deal with them accordingly. So we don't have to throw our hands up in the air like we just don't care. But what we can say is, God, I'm, I messed up. But thank you for the world not revolving around me because if the world revolved around me, we'd be spinning out of control. We ain't got time. That was my first point. Let me I'll close with my I'll close with this. This is where I was going to transition in the next point, but I'll just use it as a closing. Having the proper understanding of the source of hope is only the beginning. It's only the beginning when we understand where our source of hope is. Once your source of hope is identified, you have identified your faith in hope is then developed through the, 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 the trials of life. Don't think again that the hope, you, you get it and it's like, Oop, I should be perfect now, everything's good. No, it's, it, it's, that, it's, it's like faith, it's that, it's that seed, that mustard seed. Yes, our hope is in Jesus, but then what the devil wants us to, wants us to do is then question and doubt that hope in which we have. And if we're continually questioning and doubting that hope in which we had, how are we growing in our relationship with God? That doesn't mean that, the, the, that when you are tempted, that you are sinning. Understand that when you are, are, are tempted, those are opportunities for you to, to look to God and not look to that temptation or not give in to that temptation. Jesus was tempted and says that He sinned not. So temptation itself is not a sin, but how do you respond to that? How are those situations that are going on that are presenting themselves in your life? How can those be used to develop the hope in which you have so that your hope can be as solid as that chariot sitting underneath you no matter what happens? Whatever that may be. And it's not easy. Because when you start to identify those things that you are putting your hope in, what you're going to do is have to kill gods, small letter G, in your life. You have to slay the gods so that you can focus on the one true God. And sometimes that's painful. But you can do it, remember. It says by the power of the Holy Spirit that you can abound in this. Press into Him. Let's pray. (laughs) Our Father God, we uh, we thank you, um, uh, Lord. Uh, I-, I love when you show up because it's in times when you show up that, that, that um, may- maybe I have a whole bunch of stuff I, I want to preach, but then you come in and say, you know, you know what? It's a good recommendation, but here's what I want you to say. You God, I I feel that 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 uh, you did that today. God, there's, there's someone here, or there's multiple someones here, that, that ha, has, has questioned where their, their, their hope is, or maybe they've never questioned their source of hope. They talk about hope all the time, but they've never questioned the source of that hope. God, my, my, my prayer is that, that as we just talked about a few things today, they can see the need to make you the foundation of their hope, so that when stuff happens they can respond well. They can respond in the power of the Holy Spirit and be able to deal with that in which is being thrown at them. God, if there's someone here that that, um, says, you know what, I don't don't even think I I have the Spirit inside me. Well, if that's them, my my prayer is that you convict their heart and, and, and show them that they need you. They need to trust in you and what you have done. That you are you sending your son why the, the whole reason why we do Advent here that you sent your son that he lived a life that we could not live that he died a life that we or died a death that we should have have died and suffered but he rose again and he is standing or he's sitting at your 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 right hand and he's waiting to come back and get us God that's where our trust is that's where our hope is that no matter what happens here. That if this is our last day here, then so be it. Because our hope is in you, and we're going to spend eternity with you, not eternity separated from you. So God, if there's somebody here that doesn't have that, that, that um, peace in their heart, that they know what's going to happen, convict them. Mess them up in a way that they, all they can say is, I'm ruined and I need Jesus. God, for, for us that um, uh, put our, our trust in, we have professed to you, God, let our hope in you manifest itself daily in the way in which we live our lives, the way in which we love our kids, we love our spouse, love our dog, whatever. Not cats, but dogs. But God, just whatever it is, let it manifest in our us that our hope is in you. Just like I've used the crazy illustration about the chair today. God, let our hope be so solid in you that it just pours forth from us. Then when somebody looks at us, they can say, wow, they're resting in the hope of God. Just like I can look at these people and say, they're resting their butts in chairs. God, I love you. Jesus, you're awesome. Holy Spirit, work. Continue to work. We give you all the glory. In your name. Amen.